The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, August 25th. We listen to podcasts in audio form, as many people tend to do with podcasts. If you like to see my floating head in a my downtown fake home, as opposed to my uptown my f- uptown fake loft that I used for fantasy football today for HQ purposes, um, my, I, my, I'm building my bookshelf. We'll be ready soon. Uh, anyway, YouTube.com/slash/pick6, where we're live every day at 1 p.m. from now until the world collapses in on itself. And everyone perishes. Joining me to talk about the future of the 2022 NFL season, Tyler Sullivan, aka Sully. What's up, buddy? How we doing? What's up, Will? How you doing? I'm gonna miss the grand piano when it's all over. I, I am too. Maybe I'll maybe I'll buy a piano, a tiny oh. little piano to put. Um, nice little nod. Yeah. What was? Um, I see some notes. Hmm. I see some notes on here from Debo. I don't know why there's a ward. Ex- well, you know, I probably shouldn't. I think this is like a, I think this is like some back end notes that he's trying to remember to, 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 to do on the, on our rundown. I don't like the word award acceptance though. Hmm. It's, it's not, it's not good for the old ink. Anywho, uh, football season is finally almost here in CBS sports. Football pick them is the best way to step up the competition and fun. Run a custom picks or survivor pool with friends and enter our CBS Sports Challenge for the chance to win a guaranteed weekly and season-long prizes plus the $100,000 jackpot. Get started now at cbssports.com slash play or from the more menu of the CBS Sports app. Once again, that's cbssports.com slash play for the CBS Sports app. No purchase necessary. See rules for details. Link to join the Pick 6 podcast pool is in the description. You get in there, Sully? You already in there? No, I'm not in there yet. I'll jump in. I, I, although I was in there last year, so I don't know. You're probably still yeah. If, if, okay. if you're la- you have to get thrown out or like actually like leave to not be in there. Okay. Because yeah, I run I run a I run a bigger one with like my friends and stuff, and it's the same sort of setup. Okay. Um, gotta be tossing people out. 
So we're going to do divisional futures. We're going to sort of make our picks. like Because, you know, like, like, I think the Packers are going to win the, you know, NFC North, not to spoiler alert, but like, I'm probably not going to bet them at minus 170. Yeah. You know, or maybe a better example. The Buccaneers at minus 280 is just not bettable. No. But, although maybe maybe we think that they, um, it was, we'll, we'll see if there's other value available right. uh, in these divisional futures. Okay. We'll start as we always do. I know. I guess we're not as we always do. Usually we start in the AFC East. We'll start in the NFC East this time. All right. America's least favorite division. The division that the NFL feels compelled to continually throw onto like primetime games as if like we want to watch Washington and, and Dallas play again. Like get it through your thick skulls, NFL. We don't want them. We don't like them. Dallas Cowboys are the favorite here at plus 130, although um, not a substantial favorite. The Eagles check in at plus 155. The Commanders at plus 575. And the Giants a whopping 8-1. to one. So, uh, Sully, I'll ask you first. Who do you think wins this division? For me, it's the Eagles. I just think that they are a more well-rounded team defensively, offensively, and it really just stems around Jalen Hurts, right? Like, if he is making the strides that we've seen this preseason, if that bleeds over into the regular season as a passer, well, then I don't know how you how you stop that, especially with Dallas now dealing with injuries and, and you know, we don't know what C.D. Lamb is going to look like as the number one wide receiver. And yeah, maybe more, he's going to look great. But more, yeah. but more importantly, what's going to look at, like, at the number two spot, obviously, Michael Gallup not being the number you know number two guy can Dalton Schultz be that or, or whatever so for me I just like Philadelphia much more especially if Jalen Hurts is continuing what we've seen this preseason yeah I'm picking Philly to win too and so um obviously both of us believe that Philly is a good value bet you know yeah. like if you if you think Philly is going to win the division you should probably bet him now because I, this number has only gotten smaller as we've gotten closer to the season and if they're you know um I mean, I guess you can, they're probably not going to leapfrog the Cowboys. That's just sort of not, you know, it's not how it works. Um, but if they, you know, if they, they could easily start, I mean, at Lions, Vikings, at Commanders, Jaguars at home. Like if they started 4 no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. No, not at all. And, and so really, you know, like I keep saying, it goes back to Jalen Hurts for me. That's the biggest bellwether in terms of how, how we're going to how we're going to look at this this Eagles team and if you're someone who's bullish on them I mean you should really start looking at like bigger futures for them because if all of a sudden they get premier premier talent out of the quarterback position they have the weapons at the skill position players on defense to really make noise in the NFC where they're 11 to 1 to come out of the conference yeah and if you if you if you listen to this podcast you know fairly often and you, you probably already jumped on the Eagles because I took them when they took Jordan Davis and got AJ Brown yeah. in the draft I took them to win the division uh, I took them to to win the the conference and uh to win the Super Bowl um could the Cowboys win the division absolutely Cowboys are Cowboys are not, the the uh downgrading of the Cowboys which I'm I am absolutely guilty of here is probably a bit more than it like like we're probably being a bit too aggressive yeah with the downgrading of the Cowboys you know they they they're just not very. They're not very compelling to me. Like, is, is the defense going to be a top five unit again? Because the offensive line is, is, you know, certainly had some attrition. You've got the wide receiver position, as you point out, is. I mean, the Amari Cooper trapdoor in the contract, and then the ensuing trade now looks a little short sighted. Because mm -hmm. if they still had Cooper and and Lamb and Schultz, I'd be, I'd be, I, you know, fine with them. But you know, I just think 
And, and Mike McCarthy? Eh. I think that for me is is the biggest piece of it too. Like you know, defensively even too, they still have great pieces. Obviously, Micah Parsons going into year two. Like you're you're pretty optimistic Marcus about. Lawrence, what, I mean, you know, Trayvon. yeah, you're pretty optimistic about what they have going on. But there is the question of the coaching situation and whether or not that's going to be an Achilles heel for them. And then when you start looking at the Eagles, they they seem a little bit more put together and there's more much. Depth. There's more depth. The Eagles look a lot yeah. to me like a lot more like the 2017 Eagles than. Or, I mean, they just look like they remind me of the depth on the offensive line and the defensive line there. Now, it doesn't mean that they'll, you know, they might not need the depth. Doesn't mean that it, um, you know, it actually helps them. But I, yeah, I just, I like Philly more than Dallas, and I'd still take them at plus 155. Any, um, I, you get, I, I can't get excited about the commanders. Eight to one for the Giants is a little intriguing. It's interesting in the fact that they have the easiest schedule in the NFL when you look at projected win totals. So, you, but the thing is for me, Philadelphia is number two. So I like Philadelphia's rosters better. When you start looking at the projected, you know, win totals in terms of strength of schedule, you lean a little bit more to Philadelphia. But I mean, if the Brian Dayball thing works and all of a sudden, you know, he works his magic like he he's done before with Daniel Jones, I guess maybe you can get a little interesting there. But in terms of the last place teams that we're looking at in these odds today, the Giants aren't up there on my list to to make that crazy run. They're just it's just not a it, for me. It's it, for me it's Philadelphia by a pretty considerable margin when you look at everything. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm pretty invested in Philly, so that's I'll I'll happily sit sit back and just take my and hope Philly wins the division and and actually you know I hope Philly wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, which is not a thing I expected to say like 365 days ago. <laughs> Much like you know, I mean, yeah. Um, all right, so that's our value for the NFC East. Let's move to the NFC North, or as I point out, um, I'm picking the Packers to win the division. Wow, what a shock. Actually, minus 170 is kind of bettable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they should, I mean, shouldn't they be more than minus 170? I think that there's a little bit too much being played about the Devontae Adams departure. Like, yeah. I think that, that that's what this is all pretty much predicated on. Like, oh, what's going to happen with this offense? You still have Aaron Rodgers, and you can spread the ball around. Like I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs are getting docked as much as for the departure of Tyree Kill. I know they're different players and stuff, but I'm just saying, you know, you lose a Pro Bowl, All Pro type of wide receiver. I feel like the Packers are really getting dinged, and it's just I, I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference. And I, I'm not trying to belittle Devontae Adams, but at the same time, he is a wide receiver. It's not like they lost the quarterback. It's not like Aaron Rodgers retired and they're going to Jordan Love and it's a wholly, totally different situation. I have relative faith that Aaron Rodgers will be able to figure out it, figure things out offensively, whether it's Romeo Dubs or your Dobbs or what you know, whatever we're calling him today, and you know, Sammy Watkins and all the and all those guys. I feel like he'll be able to piece it along. Yeah, I, I I'm I, I agree. And or how about Aaron Jones? Just a monster in the past game. Yeah. Yeah, um, all right, so since 2011, excuse me, so 2010, all right, I guess we'll start since 2000. Well, no, no, after, since the Packers won their Super Bowl, the only Super Bowl in Aaron Rodgers' time, um, they won They won four straight. Then the Vikings won in 2015. In 2015, Aaron Rodgers did play all, Aaron Rodgers actually won MVP. No, 2000, oh yeah, sorry, no, no, no. Yeah, they went, um, they played all 16 games, but he had a very, he only completed 60% of his passes. Man. Weird year. So Aaron Rodgers had a disastrous year. 2016 Packers again. 2017 Vikings win the division. Uh, Rodgers only played in seven games that year because he got injured. And then in 2018, the Bears actually won it in Matt Nagy's first year, which is like crazy to say as well. Um, I 
think that that's oh, that was that was the final year of the Mike McCarthy run because they went six nine and one, and in the in the in the ensuing three seasons, they've gone thirty nine and nine. And won the division three straight times. Obviously, Rodgers has two MVPs. Of course, the Devontae Adams thing is 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 standing out to everybody. I get it. But like, this is still a really good team that won games without Devontae Adams. Rodgers has great stats without Adams. They run the ball very effectively. Matt LaFleur is an excellent coach. And they have a lot of talent on defense. So I'm I wouldn't want to lay 170 at this point. Cause you're, you know, you're you have to although uh some books. I, I had it last year where when the division was clinched, they actually paid it out, which was uh, oh, nice. pretty pretty cool. You know, yeah. you don't you may have to you know if you if you if you do it in Vegas, you may have to wait or do it legally. You may have to wait till the end of the season to get to mail in your ticket. Um, so I don't know if I'd want to like you know lay like three you know one hundred and seventy bucks to win a hundred, you know, for that long period right, of time. Right. That, that's sort of the only that's maybe the only hang up is that you got to put tie up the money. I actually think there's a little bit of value in the Lions, but maybe. Nine to one. It feels like they should be like 13 to one and the Bears should be like 25 to one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. If anything, in terms of what we like for value, for me, it's the Vikings, just because there is the realm of possibility where the floor does fall out of this Packers offense. I mean, you know, we don't expect that, but there is the possibility that that happens. And on the flip side, this Vikings offense could go nuclear in 2022. I mean, it really could under Kevin O'Connell, a head coach that actually likes his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, this time around. Right. You have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Like, there are pieces in place where if they start adopting a Sean McVay-style offense, which obviously that's where this is coming from, from with Kevin O'Connell, you could really see some numbers really pop off. And all of a sudden, if these turn into track meets with the Packers and, and the Vikings – there might be more ammunition on the Vikings side than there are on the Packers side, even though they might, they have the better quarterback. Um, by the way, uh, I was watching, so this is like kind of random, but, um, well, it's not random. So say nuclear again, nuclear, nuclear. Yeah. You and I say it the same way. Okay. Nuclear. And there are a lot of people out there that have a problem with this. Really? Yeah. I've actually gotten are emails and like DMS about it. Minority? Like, well, I think we're, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it. So, the reason I thought so, I was watching a um, there's like five million Adam Sandler movies on Netflix now. Like, yes, that's true. And, and like some of them are actually like like they're really stupid, but like really good. Like, have you seen the one that the do over with David Spade? Um, I don't know if I've seen that one. H highly recommend it. It was it's it's, it's stupid but very entertaining. Um, it's a essentially they um, you, you know what you can I don't want to spoil the plot line. Sure, of an Adam Sandler movie, um, <laughs> but. So at one point, somebody says nuclear, and the guy, there's another person, like a scientist in the room, he goes, nuke you lure. Or, or uh, like, in other words, like, it's. Um, oh, yeah, okay. It, but I've gotten emails and DMs about this. They're like, you're like, somebody's like, you're a smart guy, but you just got to figure out how to pronounce nuclear. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't, I'm not going to change the way I say nuclear. Yeah, now I'm going to be so in my head. It, it's I know, I know, I know. Well, this, but, that's why I brought it up, because that's where I am. Because you say I feel, I feel like if I say, like, oh, they're going to go nuclear in terms of, like, an offense, that's how I would say it. But if I said nuclear bomb, nuclear. I'm saying it yeah. a little bit more stretched out. But I don't know if I'm just saying that right yeah, now. I, I don't, yeah, it's like, I'm not describing <laughs> physics here, pal. I'm talking about, like, a like a like like they're going to go nuke. Like I'm talking about Kirk Cousins possibly throwing a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. I was... I was um, I was just surprised that, like, I guess people are really bothered by this. Yeah, that sounds like something the internet just decides to get annoyed about. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they, uh, nuclear, 
However, the United Kingdom is pronounced nuclear. <laughs> but, know what we're doing here. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I, I could, I mean, I could be talking to the Vikings not being a bad bet. Yeah. And, and for me, if we're, if we're talking, you know, general futures, obviously we're focusing more on the divisions, but I've been hammering this one home all off season. I have it at, I've bet it a couple of different times this off season, the Vikes? bears to be, to be, no, no, no. Oh. The bears to be the lowest scoring offense in the NFL. Oh, I, I keep hammering that one. I don't know what it is right now. I can, I can kind of like minus 200. It, for a minute there, I've gotten a few times um, this offseason where the Texans and the Falcons have been ahead of them. They've had the third third worst. And so, you know, I just feel like after again, what, we, what we've seen this offseason, that offensive line, and, you know, I know Darnell Mooney's interesting from a fantasy perspective in terms of, like, tar- just the target volume, but that's really about it they have in terms of offensively. I know, you know, it, to me it just seems like that's going to be a very low-scoring offense. Wait, it's some people. There's a theory that certain otherwise educated people choose to say nuclear. That's what it is. Nuclear. Is that correct? I think it's nuclear. Nuclear. Uh, well, now, now I don't know which way is up. I, I can't even just, say, just close point. your eyes and just say it. Nuclear. Nu- nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it either. Um, okay. Oh. Mark H in the in the comments says I worked on nuclear submarines and you pronounce it the right way. Oh, well, so what are right. you know, these people well, who are so coming? We're going, that's where Mark. we're going. Come on, like, we got a, we got a submarine guy over here, so yeah. we're good. Also, that's pretty freaking awesome. I know. Seriously, uh, I assume. I mean, thank you for your service. I, I don't know. Yeah, if you, I think yeah, sure. I mean, I assume so. I don't think they let. I mean, I guess some civilians have to be involved to the building of nuclear submarines. Yeah, we'll we'll throw them in. That's totally fine. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. I watched uh, Hunt for Red October the other day. Ooh, I like it. That's that's my that's my that's the closest I can come to nuclear. Sons. Yeah. So right now, I mean, I only have it at DraftKings just because I don't I don't have it at uh yeah. This is where I you know where I have it. The same thing. Falcons plus uh, are five to one to be the lowest scoring offense. Houston Texans plus five hundred uh, five fifty. Houston uh, the Chicago Bears six to one. Yeah, six to one's a good bet for the Bears. Yeah. So that that just that to me is the one that I really like to chew on at the, in this division. In terms, you of couldn't pay me to bet on the Bears at thirteen to one. This is terrible odds. No, no. All right, moving along to the NFC South. Lovely. Your man's has got a large future. Of the the uh, what did I get the? I I hammered. I mean, I have a big bet on the Buccaneers to win the division at like. I don't remember exactly what I get. I think it's like. Even money, basically. Yeah. When Tom Brady retired. Okay. And when it was announced that he was coming back, it was just like immediately pounce on. Like I slammed the Bucks to win the division, like Max bet it to win the division because it didn't, you know. Like it, it was slow to update. Or they, t- or they, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, even if it was like five minutes, like I, you know, it was like the, the first thing I did. It was like, hey, we got an emergency pod. It's like, you got to give me 30 seconds. <laughs> um, and I took them to win the NFC as well. I, I mean, no bleep. Um, uh, no bleep. Sherlock, like don't uh don't bet the Bucks minus two eighty. Like that's just too much to lay, especially yeah. given all the injuries they've had uh recently. I think I think there's some value here on this division at this point, just because of all the offensive line injuries, sort of the struggles of the Bucks. Tom Brady's been missing. Are they probably gonna win the division? Absolutely. Are they definitely gonna win the division? Uh no, I wouldn't say they're definitely gonna win it. Like the Saints at three to one are very interesting. I don't. I mean, I I, th- I probably need like fifteen to one to get to get in on the Panthers, but 
I'm kind of intrigued by them at 11 to one. Yeah, you can't touch the Falcons at 35 to one. No, no. I mean, we're just talking about them. They're currently the favorites to be the lowest scoring offense in the NFL. You're not picking them to win the division anytime soon. But when we when you look at the Buccaneers, yeah, I mean, you just can't bet that, even though they are the logical pick to win a division. But they're like we're saying, there is a world where this kind of doesn't really work out for them. We talk about the offensive line, even before all of these injuries the right guard, left guard, and center spots were all going to be different going into this year. They obviously, Ali Marpet retired, lose Alex Kappa in free agency, and then Ryan Jensen goes down with the injury. Like, it's you're already starting to have a huge shakeup, and even Tristan Wirfs was banged up at a point this, this summer, too. So you're talking about when Tom Brady came back, a, a total, from his hiatus, hiatus, not retirement, you're looking at a total almost revamp of that offensive line, and specifically the interior, what has been the book on Tom Brady throughout his entire career is, I mean, it's like every quarterback, but you pressure him up the middle and he kind of will be quick to bail out of the play, whether it be, you know, throwing it away, throw it in the dirt, he will bail out on it. So when you look at like week one against Dallas, what's stopping Micah Parsons and the Cowboys from just rushing up the middle every single time and wrecking Tom Brady on a given snap. And so that's the mold there. If you're someone who wants to bet the saints here, it's, if things go awry, they just can't block anybody up front, and a 45-year-old Tom Brady gets hurt. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of the way you play it. Or, or like, um, you know, you pointed out on the podcast a few weeks ago, it was like in 2019, Brady was talking with the Dolphins, and, you know, in, in hindsight, it's like, oh, this dude was just check, probably checked out for much, much of the season, especially when, you know, he had all these, like, a lack of weapons. He knew he was done in New England. You know, it's sort of depressing to be wrapping up your career with, you know, he's the greatest football player of all time, you know, with the only team you've ever played for where you've won six titles. And, um, yeah, maybe he's, like, you know, he's just getting pounded and he's, like, kind of checks out with, you know, Todd Bowles as the coach and receivers banged up. I mean, I, I think that's, like, I, I, you know, he, I mean, nobody wants to question Tom Brady's motivation or desire to win football games. Like, that would be, uh, that would be a, a very... Uh, foolish to do so but I mean he did you know just take like nine days off for like a international vacation with his family during training camp I mean and, and not only that like we I mean again Tom Brady like you're we're, like we're throwing the caveat out there there's always he's a, he's an exception to the rule almost every single time but every time we look at these players that like retire but then come back they have one foot out the door and then they're like you know what I'm gonna make it one more year that that lat that following season that that season always is underwhelming on pretty much all the time, right? It always feels like when they kind of flirt with retirement, but they're like, you know what? Let me just roll back in. It's always underwhelming. And again, Tom Brady could buck that trend, no doubt about it. But when you talk about that type of mentality, when you have this, you know, like we're talking about, if he's getting banged up and just absolutely destroyed middle of the season, he's going to be thinking about that Fox contract. And it's just going to be like, you know what? Let me just start thinking about my broadcasting career. Let's get this cushy gig going at this point. Like that's, that is a possibility of what you're thinking about. And, and maybe, maybe the mass singer, you know, and of course. I mean, yeah, who could, who could forget, but that's going to be the Super Bowl halftime show, right? Like that's, that's right. That's right. Um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that I would be, if I, you know, I will probably dabble in this a little bit um, with the saints and the Panthers uh, before the season kicks off, just because I have that bucks future at like basically even money. So, I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably just saw off a little bit of the bucks just cause I'm a l- little worried about the Tom Brady factor, but I, I don't think, um, I, I sure as hell wouldn't pick. And like Ryan Wilson's picking the saints to win the division. I wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me doing that. I'm picking the bucks to win the division all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking the bucks. And then value wise, I think the saints are super interesting, especially, you know, I know Michael Thomas is dealing with a hamstring injury right now, but 
all everything leading up to that was Michael Thomas is back. He is the same guy. All the reports out of camp. And if James is healthy, he was above 500 with them last year. So it's possible. Yeah, I'm not as bullish on the Saints as, as some people, but I, I, I get it. I understand why uh, there's interest in it. Okay, finally, in the NFC, we go to the NFC West, which I somehow can't find on my computer. There we go. The Rams. Pretty obvious that Debo's call has started. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, so the Rams are plus 120. The um, da, 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 da. So I'm talking to you about a move the NFC West. The uh, the Rams are plus 120. The 49ers are plus 180. And the Arizona Cardinals plus 350. And the Seattle Seahawks 18 to 1. I think I'm starting to fall in love with the 49ers. And yeah. RJ White was on here earlier this week and said that um, that's one of his best bets, 49ers to win the division at plus 180, I believe. I mean, he took the 49ers basically at every stop. Uh, yep. He loves the idea of um, Trey Lance, and who can blame him? Trey Lance is extremely intriguing. You'd like to have two to one there, but I think plus one eighty, you know, they came close enough to winning the division. Like, this was just a dogfight last year with all three of those teams, and Seattle. We we think is probably going to be sort of a, a speed bump. Maybe a little worried if Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Seattle if you're San Francisco because you get the revenge game there. But uh, I like the Niners as value here for sure. Yeah, I, I like them. I think I'm going to pick them to win the division, even though I was I just, yeah, okay. They're on the same page. That's exactly what I was going to say. I like them as value, but I also like them to just straight up win this. I'm concerned about this Matthew Stafford sure. injury. Elbow discomfort. It, they're talking about it like it's a baseball injury, and, and, and it's uncommon for quarterbacks. And so whenever you hear, like, this is a different sport type of injury, it's totally uncommon, the alarm bells start to ring, not only the fact that you do have a Super Bowl hangover. Like, it is, there is something to be said for teams not – being able to kind of get back there and win in back-to-back years. Now they could still, obviously we've seen teams have both, you know, still have success after losing. Yeah, you can still win a few, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, for sure. But you know, for me, the 49ers are ready made. They were in the NFC championship a year ago. They were a play away from, you know, from really, you know, making huge noise. And they theoretically, I guess in their minds, improved a quarterback. Like we'll see what Trey Lance looks like, but from everything that they're doing, They've traded up for this guy. They're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. They feel like a team that just got better at the most important position. And so I don't know how you don't, I don't know how you ignore that when you're looking at these futures bets. Yeah. And, and look, I, I mean, I love the Rams. I, I do. I mean, I, you know, they, they're, you know, they're the favorites for a reason. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm trying to think, is, is there, there's not probably not a way you can do it where you make the math work where you just bet. I mean, I think one of the Rams or 49ers are winning. Yeah. I, I can't see the Cardinals right now. Obviously, Seattle with their current quarterback situation, I can't. The see problem it. is like you can't put. So if you put a unit on each one, and the Rams win, you'd win twenty, you know, twenty bucks, mm-hmm. right? Or point two units, I guess. Um, if the and the forty nine, you know, if the if the Niners won, you'd win what point eight. So I mean, it, it's just I don't know. It's like there's you kind of just have to pick one of these two teams, unless you think the Cardinals or Seahawks are going to do something crazy, which I, which I just don't. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins suspended. Obviously the Seahawks are, you know, totally rebuilding um, or not totally rebuilding. They're, 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 they don't know Russell Wilson. I mean, they, they're, they're trying to figure out the quarterback situation. So it's one of those two. If Trey Trey Lance is great, then the Niners are, I think will probably win the division. If Trey Lance is very volatile all year, then I think the Rams probably take the division. 
And if you're looking at something else to try to make this decision, because again, it is relatively close. The Rams have the second toughest schedule in the NFL this season, while the 49ers are 13th. So they have the wow, 13th yeah, easiest schedule. So there's a, there's a huge swing there. Right. And, there's, and again, like the Stafford stuff and that scheduling stuff, that's why the Rams are plus 120 and not like minus 125 or minus yeah. 110. Um, okay. So we both agree. We got some a little bit of lock stuff there on the um, the NFC side of things, right? Do we pick? Um, yeah, yeah we picked all the same teams to win. Yeah, we're relatively the same. Yeah. I think then, I'm a little bit more into the Saints and possibly Vikings than you. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's fair. I think that's that's where we're at. All right. Well, uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will cover the AFC next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we start with the AFC, where we always start, in New England. Home of Sully. Home of Matt, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's quite the trio right there that you just listed. Yeah. So the Bills are the huge prohibitive favorites, no surprise there. Minus 230 to win the division. I would assume they're going to be both of our picks. Uh, the Pats at four, just under five to one. Dolphins same in the Jets, a whopping 22 to one. Uh, I assume you're picking the Bills to win the division. Yeah, for sure. 100%. What's your, what? yeah, I mean, the no Bills doubt are the best roster it. in football. They're insane. I mean, you, you you see that game last week where the starters are playing. Like, we, we talked about the Ken Dorsey thing. Like, how's it going to look? Six possessions, six touchdowns. Josh Allen was insane. Like, okay, we're good. I, I don't really have too many worries about them anymore in terms of that stuff. I mean, and I would they, even argue that minus 230 if minus 230 is, uh, reasonable price to back the bills again right. the only issue is that you like let's say you want to, to win one unit you have to put down 2.3 units that is held until the bills clinch the division which probably won't be by thanksgiving but could be and remember like this is a bills team that was actually not favored to win the division late in the season last year because the pats looked like they had the upper hand after the the win game yes and they were yeah because there was a period where the patriots were the number one seed and yeah, so, I yeah, mean, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like there was the, bills are not, the bills are not afraid to to drop a couple of games, but I agree that they, I mean, I, I mean, I think, I mean, if you, right, they, if you have right. the capital, they had that weird, they had that weird Jaguars game, if you remember, right? Yeah, they like, lost, they scored nine points against the yeah, Jaguars. So they lost, weird. like, yeah. If you have the capital to tie up, like, if you, if you have the, the liquidity or the availability of funds that you don't mind tying up for a lengthy period of time, the bills are a pretty good bet. And if For you can, sure. par I don't know. Can you? I can't remember if you can parlay at Caesars, um, division winners. Some places will let you parlay. You can parlay at Caesars. Oh man! Hmm. So you could do Bills and 
Bucks. A Bills and Bucks parlay is basically even money. It's not, not bad. bad. Bills, Bucks. Quickly, what is uh I Bills, mean we're Bucks. getting a little risky, but what Packers. about Bills? I was gonna say Bills 49ers. I actually had it's uh actually our, ooh, let me look. Um I I brought that up actually by accident. Bills for you're not a little risky. I like it. It's probably gonna be like three to one. No, but maybe more than that. Ah, three to one. All right. I don't mind that at all. No, no, that's fine. You're, you're basically juicing up the 49ers by taking the Bills. Mm. Uh, or, you know, um, God, how many could you parlay? Let me see. Let's toss the, let's toss the, um, ooh, toss it. Well, we'll get to that division in a second. We'll throw the Packers in there. Oh, man. And then throw the Buccaneers in there. All right. So Bills, Bills, Bucks, Packers, and 49ers, seven plus 766. I mean, I would bet that. That's fun. That's yeah. real fun. I mean, you just bet a unit to win 7.6 units, and you feel like you got three in the bag. Right, exactly. You're just you're just really the, the wild card there is San Francisco, but as we just mentioned, we like them. Now, maybe that's where you could do – you do those three teams, you do that parlay, but then you do a separate parlay with the Rams instead of the 49ers. Sure, yeah. So if you get all three of the, the, the heavy favorites – Throw the Eagles in there as well. Five team parlay, twenty one to one. Oh man, I wish I had Caesars. Now we're getting crazy. I know. I like that. Um. Okay. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, do you see any value in anyone else in the AFC East? Because yeah, I don't. Not really. No, not for the division for me at least. You know, it's not the Patriots at all like, at this period. In the Dolphins, I guess maybe like you know if you want to get really bananas and just say all right two hits and everything works like fine i guess jets absolutely not i mean they got the quarterback situations a mess the roster is not not there for me if we're looking in terms of just general futures bets in this division right now and you might just call me a pessimistic patriots fan or whatever but like the under, the under i well if you do that it's it's not as good value if oh. you do under eight and a half it's plus 110 oh and so that to me is something i'm so eight nine to. season yeah, that's what I'm hitting. That's what I'm looking at. Right now, it just doesn't look like a good football team. Okay. You're out on the Pats. Yeah, right now, for sure. I mean, it's, like, it's the in offense. like, 2007 when the Pats were, like, I mean, I mean, I don't know if people, people probably don't remember this, but, like, the Pats were, like, kind of playing, like, possum in 2007. Yeah. Like, they weren't using Randy Moss in the preseason. Like, they just didn't work. I mean, obviously, it's a totally different team. I was going to say, it's it's not. It's not I know, I'm comparing, like, like a an apple and a, and, a, and a stone slab here. Like, like I'm not, like. But I'm just saying it's I, I don't the point being is like this isn't like, oh, yeah, maybe the Patriots will be, you know, maybe the Patriots will be really good this year. This is like like it's like uh, I mean, this looks like a real problem. Yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest thing that I think is somewhat not getting talked about too too much is obviously the the offensive play caller stuff. Like that's what we're looking at. Yeah. And we're looking at Pat Matt Patricia being the OC, but in title right now. He is the offensive line coach, and the offensive line has looked horrible every single time they go into 11-on-11s, competitive drills, preseason, whatever. And I wonder, is Matt Patricia spread a little bit too thin where he's running the offense and he's supposed to be coaching the offensive line, and it's it's not really working? And so that, to me, is the offensive line is where I'm having my biggest concerns right now because that's been blowing everything up so far. Yeah. I mean, if, if you – yeah, Offensive line is a major factor. If it's not healthy, this team can't do anything on offense. Or if yeah. it's not, if it's not not healthy, but not if it's not like effective, what does this team do on offense? 
Right. And so, you know, for me, the combination, I mean, they're already, you know, there's rumors that they're, you know, open to moving on from Isaiah Wynn and, you know, you're like, okay, well, you know, do you move a Wenu over to right tackle? And you just, again, there's a lot of questions there. And when we're talking about a team that, you know, right now, or like, can they win the division? I don't even know if they can reach their win total. So, yeah. All right. So bet the under at plus money, Sully says, on eight and a half. Um, next up, the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens, the favorites at plus 140. The Bengals at plus 165. The Cleveland Browns, four to one. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, a disrespectful 10 to one. Um, I'm picking the Ravens to win this division. And I've been saying to bet the Ravens all offseason. And I still think you should bet them at plus 140. I think that's a great value for a team that's primed to bounce back. Uh, they are one of my favorite Super Bowl bets. RJ White, we talked about this earlier in the week. Like, I, I was thrilled that when RJ comes on and he's like, here, like, I had been eyeing like a 49ers Ravens Super Bowl as my pick. And he comes on and like, and goes with it. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> I, uh, are you going the same way? Are you going Bengals? I can't, the Browns at four to one. No. Sean Watson's playing six games. Yeah, no, that's silly. For me, it's the Ravens. I mean, they're they're going to see positive injury reduction. Like all of these guys are coming back. Lamar Jackson, I think he, the motivation to get a contract if he's not signed by that period is a huge piece to it. Yep. And so, you know, for me, it's just that it just feels like this is their time. Their time here, and they're playing on a. It's not a last place schedule, but it's a. I think it's a third place schedule, right? What they didn't technically come in last, did they? Uh, good question. Because I think it was a tied record-wise, but not. Um, Let me see. Oh, but they no. might have won that one out. But still, I just love everything that they're doing. In terms either way, of, they're, they're not playing a first or second place. No, no. Yeah. I think they're actually near a top ten, you know, easiest schedule in the NFL. They so, finished last, I believe. Okay, that's. And, I mean, the NFL NFL.com standings has them below the Browns. Okay, so maybe yeah, maybe there was some tiebreaker there, but. Again, the way that they're bringing everybody back, the secondary is going to be so much better than it was a year ago. Lamar Jackson, obviously healthy. J.K. Dobbins, healthy. I mean, this Isaiah Likely kid, the tight end, is a preseason yeah. darling. If he's anything that, like that in the regular season, him and Mark Andrews are going to be a lethal combo at the tight end spot. Like, that's that's a good team. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, by the way, I added the Ravens to um, our parlay here. So we got the Bills, 49ers, Packers, Bucks, Eagles, and Ravens, fifty-two to one. Ooh, like that's very doable, you, though. I very doable. Like, I mean, obviously, the 49ers, Eagles, or Ravens could not win. The, I mean, yeah. any of these teams could not win the division. Like, weird oh. stuff happens, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I, those would be my six picks for those divisions. Like, I, I can where where can I get? Can I? Can I do Caesars in like Virginia? I might drive to Virginia for, for like an hour. And I'm wondering if New Hampshire has it. I, know they have I just want to get this. I just want to get like a crazy division bet in. Why not? Yeah, put a unit on that. It went fifty-two units. That's a good. It's like, it's like, good like Aaron Rodgers breaks leg week one. Right. Like, All right. Well, <laughs> back going back to Virginia. Um. Yeah. I, I. I don't. I wouldn't hate a little nibble on the Steelers either. Here. Yeah, that's the one that I was going to say in terms of value. I mean, from what we've seen so far, we talked about the about Kenny Kenny Pickett too. Like, you know, is they are they a and I think Brinson left, but. You know, talking about the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, he's looked phenomenal this preseason. And so at some point, they're going to transi transition over to him. So whether it's Mitchell Trubisky, I know you left. I, I just kept going with the with – No, 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 no. I wasn't worried about you. And so 
for me, the Kenny Pickett stuff, if he is as good as we've seen with the ones right now, I've said this on HQ, like, I don't know why they wouldn't just start this train early unless they feel like Mitchell Trubisky is so much better than what Kenny Pickett can bring. I would start the kid immediately. And so, so if the so only, all of a sudden, but the only, the only argument for it, and I made this on HQ yesterday yep. is that if, if you go with Kenny Pickett and you're losing a lot of games, can you bench him for like, do you want to bench a, a first round rookie quarterback midway through his first season? Cause it's so like, that's true. So you either have to go like all you have to be like if we go with Kenny Pickett, he's the starter for the season, and Mitch is just you know barring an injury. You you cut him almost. It's it's similar to what you did that what New England did last year with Mac Jones. It was stunner. Mac Jones is our guy. We cut Cam Newton. There's no going back. Right. Y yeah. Because you don't you don't like can't, like you didn't want like if Mac struggles at all like can't you know you can't yeah. people are clamoring for Cam or if no. you know same thing with like Trubisky and you, you know I mean like it's it's no, if Trubisky's struggling it's no problem to bench Trubisky for Kenny Pickett. I think that's sort of the only argument for it. Right. And I think, but I think that there's a scenario where it, it, it is easy. You could cut Ken, you know, Mitchell Trubisky and still have Mason Rudolph back there. Sure. And he's a Brian Hoyer comp. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the situation almost very similar to what last summer was with the Patriots. And I just think, again, if you feel like you're producing at a similar level with the ones with Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky, I don't know why you don't just start the thing earlier. And so the biggest concern for me, you would think it would be the quarterback position. But it's that offensive line for the Steelers. That's the one thing that's yeah. going to prevent them from continuing Mike Tomlin's streak of having a above 500 record every single season he's been the head coach. If they can somehow fix that up, they have the defense, they have the skill position players and a capable quarterback situation for them to make. Yep. I uh, no, don't disagree whatsoever. All right. Uh, next up. We got a six team. So we actually have all of our picks for the division in a parlay right now. I looked at the Steelers, by the way. If you add the Steelers, it probably goes to the moon. Like 241. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, but um, um, the AFC South. I mean, the Colts are just the best. Like, I'm just picking the Colts to win this division. And we've I think had, most we've, people we've, are. we've had this. We've done this. We've had this when they were, you plus, know, like 125. Plus, yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, I mean, again, like, we're, you know, it's getting closer to the season, so we'll repeat, you know, what we think. But um, we've been saying the Colts are a good bet for a long time. You look at what Indianapolis did trading for Matt Ryan. You know, they uh, Alex Alec Pierce looks like he's, like, a legitimate number two for them. So, like, they might – I mean, if he's a stud and, like, Pittman has a massive breakout, like, that that passing game could be really dangerous. Jonathan Taylor, probably the best running back in football. A very good offensive line that should bounce back. Um, I do have concerns about Gus Bradley on the defensive side of the ball. That's a big red flag for me. And then um, uh, Shaquille Leonard is a little banged. Didn't he have? Didn't he banged up? He's, uh, he's, I think so. Wasn't it like a off season or you know summer surgery or something like that? I don't know yeah. exactly where he is at this point, but no, I Still mean there no plans to place him on the pup list though. Okay, so you're you're fine there. But and they they did sign Stephon Gilmore. Like if you're just tuning back in and you're getting your feet wet back in football, Stephon Gilmore. On the Annapolis Colts, that's a, obviously a plus for that secondary. And so, yeah, they should be the favorites. I mean, I think, like we were saying, we sniffed this out right around the time the schedule came out, too, when we were looking at these odds. And this kind of felt like, you know, they were being undervalued and, and the market has kind of corrected itself to get them back up there as the favorites. The Titans, I think a lot of people feel like are going to take a step back this year. I'm one of those people. I think that that downward trajectory of Ryan Tannehill is going to continue. I think that the turnovers and the note and the hype this summer about Malik Willis and all that stuff is going to really fight against his production this year. I don't think he's at risk of losing his job or anything, 
but I think that he's at the risk of losing his job for 2023 if he has another bad year in 2022. Yeah, I have no doubt about it. And um, I, I think it was Diana Rossini who reported that, and, and she's uh, usually pretty spot on with the, the Titans stuff. She reported that um, this is Ryan Tannehill's team. Like he's the guy. And I do think that's the case. I mean, I think yeah. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to give him the season. There's any risk of it this year. I don't. Yeah. Um, as far as value, I mean, I still think there's some value on the Colts at minus 125. It's a little, it's a little rich just because, you know, again, the Gus Bradley thing, you know, unknown exactly how Matt Ryan transitions, although I really don't think it'll be a problem. Um, you know, we saw a lot of success. And, and look, I don't want to disrespect Tennessee. But plus 170s, I mean, that's gotten pretty deep, you know, considering they were like minus 110 not that long ago. Yeah. Mike Vrabel's a great coach. I mean, he, he got them to the number one seed without Derrick Henry last year and Ryan Tannehill and like minimal weapons. I mean, A.J. Brown was banged up. Julio Jones didn't do anything. Um, so it's not quite – I don't think I want to take it to plus 170, but it is at least like a little eye-opening considering, you know, how well they've done under Vrabel. Uh, I think the Jaguars at six and a half to one is probably a bet for me. See, this is where this I'm excited about this because if you are gonna sprinkle that plus six fifty on the Jaguars to win that division, I would use that money elsewhere. I would bet Doug Peterson win coach of the year at 20 to go. one. There you go. Because that those things are so connected, it's not even funny. If all of a sudden the Jaguars win the division and they're in a in the playoffs. Jags can finish second and he wins coach of the year. So exactly. So for me, that's this is where you kind of have to shop around and kind of have you know the galaxy brain a little bit where all right if you want a value play here the jaguars well okay play it out they win that division what else happens that means trevor lawrence probably has a really good year maybe travis Etienne has a really good year you look at his comeback player of the year odds or you look at the head coach because there's already going to be this narrative of going from urban meyer to doug peterson that i think is going to get doug peterson votes as long as they have their heads above water. Like there's going to be some momentum for that just because there's the disdain for Urban Meyer and how that thing went went last year. And so if all of a sudden you're talking about them winning a division, that's a slam dunk coach of the year award. And you, instead of putting it on plus 650, you have a 20 to one ticket. Yep. I, I think that's a great point. It was a point I was not prepared to make. You had it all in the notes. You were like, you got all excited. I like it. I, you're I not wrong. Like, I was ready to go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more about me taking one of those weird stances where I'm like, I think the Jags could win. Like, I, I legitimately do think the Jags could win the division. It, it's it's such a down division. There are, and it always is. And the Colts are a steady team, but the Jaguars have talent, and it's basically a, a, it's basically a gamble on the upgrade from Urban to, to Doug Peterson, which from, yeah, from Urban to Doug Peterson, which I think is massive. Like, Urban Meyer was probably the worst hire in the history of professional football. Yeah. It was really bad. And then when you look at the prospect that is Trevor Lawrence, I mean, we put him, I mean, it's not unfair. I mean, we put him on the same pedestal as Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, John Elway when he's coming into the league. And if we just stay in this division and keep that same kind of look at the prospect, Andrew Luck was in the playoffs, was taking a horrible, horrible Colts team and was taking them to the playoffs and, and being competitive. And I think he was in the divisional round. His, his sophomore year. I think it was incrementally like, you know, wild card, divisional, and then AFC championships. Yep. If all of a sudden Lawrence gets back on track and is that generational kind of guy and can lift that organization up, it's a much more talented roster than what Indianapolis was dealing with back then. No doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, Sully's point about the value elsewhere, like Doug Peterson, coach of the year, is, is, is a good one. Like, if the Jags win the division, he's he's getting coach of the year. No doubt. Like, it's, like it's over, right? Like, even if, 
I mean, you know, you're talking if the Bills with 17 and 0. Right. And all of a sudden they're the number one seed and it's like a runaway. Then I don't, I don't know. They're like a it is a 17 and 0 Bills team definitely like more. Is that yeah, more impressive right. than a than a like a 10 and 7 Jags team? Oh. I don't know. I mean, the Jags have been the Jags have like been in the playoffs once in, in the last like 20 years. Yeah. All right. AFC West. I should throw the Colts in our parlay too, right? We're whoa, oh, why did that skyrocket? That what? I think it's probably just the more teams. I mean, obviously, seven like parlay ninety four to one. Okay, and I mean we're only talking like nothing above two to one. Spicy little beach. Let's start start looking at beach houses. That's right. Oh, and then now this is where it gets interesting because this is uh, obviously probably probably the toughest division to predict. I will go and tell you, and. There should be no surprise again to anyone who listens to this podcast that I'm picking the Chiefs here at plus 175. I think their value and I think they win the division. I think the additions by the Chargers and the Broncos and the Raiders, all very impressive, very exciting, fun new toys. But give me the old classic like bicycle, you know, like, like you can have your little rollerblades and your. You know what analogy I'm trying to make here, but like basically, give me Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. For as long as those two guys are in KC, if they're getting up to almost two to one to win the division, I want some of that. Uh, This I will probably be very heavy on the Chiefs, and um, if for any reason this gets uh, like higher during the season, I'll be I'll be nibbling more as the year goes along. Yeah, I'm with you on the Chiefs. I, I look at them. It's funny. I mean, I look at them. Very similar to how the NFL world used to look at the Patriots with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. It's just, all right, well, you never know. This could be the year they actually don't. Man, it look what everything's going all around the league, and it's totally different. Maybe Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, this is it. And all of a sudden, at the end of the year, every single time, pretty much, they're like in the AFC Championship. They're in a Super Bowl. They're hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. I feel that same way now with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yes, things have gone in and out. They've, they've kind of reshuffled a little bit, but... I mean, you look at that preseason game too, you know, last week, Mahomes still looks insane. He's just absolutely ridiculous. You have to, you, you, if you think the difference between a Tyree kill led team and without, with that, with the Chiefs without Tyree kill or with them is the difference between a Super Bowl, you're very much discrediting the talent that is Patrick Mahomes. Like yeah. he is able to spread that ball around like it's like, like anything. I mean, so for me, I'm just going to bank with consistency and as much as, the Broncos and the Chargers are interesting because of their quarterback situations and how we like their additions and all of that. I'm going to go try and true and just bank on, you know what? The chiefs are just going to be that good. They're inevitable. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the chiefs are inevitable is what I'm going with. It's it's it, yeah. I mean, it's just that I mean, that's just what it boils down to. And uh, so we add the chiefs to our parlay. I don't think there's, if I would, if there, if I, if there's, if there's a team I would bet on, elsewhere on on this division maybe the Raiders and I understand people like the Chargers and people like the Broncos and if the Chargers and Broncos won the division it wouldn't be shocking but I mean that's why this is the toughest division yeah I mean it's, it's a loaded division but give me the six to if I'm betting anything I mean the Chiefs to me is my like probably my favorite division bet out there because you're getting those guys like those guys are routinely minus 200 to win the division every year and now without Tyreek Hill they're just plus 175 like that that is in uh, over an overcorrection, largely in part due to the fact that people are loving the Chargers and Broncos and Raiders, and you know with good reason. Like they made great offseason additions, and Russell Wilson could be incredible with Denver. 
They could also win nine games. Yeah. Wouldn't that shocking? So we add the Chiefs to our eight. So we have an eight-leg parlay. And what do you think our total? We have the Bills. Let's see. No, we have the 49ers, Packers, Buccaneers, Eagles, Bills, Ravens, Colts, Chiefs. What do you think our parlay pays out? Well, I'm trying to remember what you said before. Was it uh, was it it's like not? 261 yeah. to 1. All right. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like we're saying, we're not reaching. It's not like we're throwing a Jaguars in there or Raiders in there to spike up the number. It's, well, it's no, not it's, doable. It's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's just not that crazy. And it's, it's not, it's, we have one, uh, two. Yeah, I mean, we have we have two not two teams that aren't the favorite, but we took the you know I mean look I'm not I'm not going to bet against the Bills, Packers, or Buccaneers. No, and then the the Ravens and the Chiefs are just like plus good plus money favorites. Right. So I like this. A hundred dollars pays out twenty six thousand dollars. We should That's probably split time. one of these. So, so like, I'm down. Let's, let's do it. Let's find a way to bet it and we'll split it. All right. Um. Okay. Going to New Hampshire this weekend, so I'll see if I can do it. Yeah. See. See. Yeah, check it out. Uh. Okay, that'll do it for the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I can't believe we covered all eight divisions in less than an hour. Look at us. Not only are we informative, we're efficient. <laughs> if there's one thing that people refer to me as, it's efficient. <laughs> um, punctual and efficient is what I often get from people when they talk about me. All right, that'll do it for the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go vote if you haven't in the podcast awards. You know you won't see me get a tattoo for Sully. I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. We will see you guys later. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.